0: Hello and welcome to the third episode of Beyond Predictable, the podcast where we talk about the future and how we build it here at Vitex. All of our episodes can be found at your preferred podcast service, so you'll get a notification of our new uploads in every two weeks, if you subscribe, of course. And if I were you, I wouldn't miss the conversations we're about to have. Well, hello, my name is Juliana May, and usually I'm a part of V-Texas tech writing team, but today I'll be your host as we talk about taking leaps of faith, overcoming career challenges, and the importance of female narratives and representation in the industry. Our guest couldn't be more perfect for this conversation. It's my pleasure to introduce Daniela jurado Java, our Western Europe General Manager. Besides her honors degree in international affairs and business management, Dani's career has spanned all over Latin America in client prospection, partnership programs, sales management, and then she went and did it all again from scratch by herself, raising Vtex in Italy. So forgive me if I'm gushing a bit here but I'm a fan Dani.
1: Come on Jude you'll make me blush here. No
0: seriously I first got to know you at one of our All Hands internal events where you were a speaker sharing the progress you were making in Vtex in Italy and all the numbers and experiences and I was just amazed your work was really inspiring.
1: I really appreciate it it makes me happy to know that.
0: All right, but we're giving spoilers to the rest of the episode here, so before I get ahead of myself, let's start from the beginning. Can you tell us about your path that led you here? What has your career been like?
1: Well, it's going to be hard to say it in a couple of words, right? But let's start from the beginning. So first of all, I'm Colombian and I say this because normally people think that I'm Brazilian, but actually I was born in Colombia. And I moved to Brazil because of my university. I got a scholarship to finish my career there. Then I decided to stay there because I had a job and I really liked the city. I also met my husband in Sao Paulo. And then as a coincidence, I met a girl that was working in Vitex. She's not anymore in the company. And she talked to Fabio Schmidt, who at that time used to be the general manager of Vitex in Colombia. He talked to him about me, about being Colombian, about working in sales and so on. And Fabio called me and made me an offer to be the sales manager of Vitex in Colombia. And at that time, I was already working in Sao Paulo. I was making an MBA. And for those reasons, I declined. I didn't accept his offer. And I just continued working in the company I used to. And he insisted a couple of times. He called me. He said, hey, did you think about it? And my answer was always the same. I really appreciate it. But it's not the moment for me to go back to Colombia. And he talked to Mariano about me. So he called Mariano and he told him, I met this girl. I think she's great. She has something that we can really make make good use of, and I want you to meet her. And then Mariano called me and we had this strange, weird interview in a bakery, having some chip potatoes and drinking a beer. He made me some questions about my personal life, my personal profile. And I remember that he brought Nubia, who at the time used to work in the partner program of Vitex in Brazil. So he brought Nubia and after a couple of hours, I would say, he told me that he wanted me to join Vitex. And then the question was. Okay, but for what? What would I do in Vtex? And the thing is, he didn't have an answer. So this is the funniest part of the story, right? He was like, yeah, I want to work with us. Okay, for what? We don't know, but we will find it. And I was like, okay, a little bit risky. And at the same time, I remember that I had another offer to work in Michael Page. And I mean, good salary, job description. And even with those factors, I decided to join Vtex. So this is how my journey started in Vtex almost six years ago.
0: Oh my gosh. I loved this behind the scenes story. And I'm curious, would you say that that was the first shot in the dark that you had to take in your Vtex journey?
1: Well, absolutely. And not a small one, right? I mean, I remember that at that time, my husband, who used to be my boyfriend, he told me like, you're crazy, right? You're joining a company which doesn't even tell you what you're going to do. And you have a very good offer with a very good company, higher salary, even though you're just betting on this company. And yes, I did it. And I can say that it was one of the greatest decisions I ever made in my life.
0: What made you take this decision? What was the changing factor in Mariano's conversation that shifted your perspective?
1: Whoa, well, I think it's all about people, right? It's all about human capital. This is what I saw in Vitex. And also, of course, I saw a very visionary guy that was trying to change the world and to conquer the world in the e-commerce atmosphere. This is what made me actually to take the challenge.
0: Amazing. I'm glad to hear that. And from what you've shared, that risk has been paying off well but I'm still curious to know more about how you have gone from a position with no specified job description to the key role you play in the European front of our operation. What has helped you keep on track along the way?
1: Well, I would say that a lot of discipline and a lot of focus. I would say these are the main requirements. And just for you to understand a little bit of my journey, when I started in Vtex, I created a partner program of Vtex in Latin America, because at that time there was only a partner program for Brazil. So, I basically started from the scratch. I developed the certifications. I developed the trainings. I look for new agencies. I train these agencies. I help the agencies to sell their first projects with VTEX. I remember that I was traveling almost three weeks of the month. I mean, Colombia, Argentina, Chile, Peru. It was crazy. It was insane. But I did it for three years and I love it. After three years, I remember I called to Mariano. I told him, well, I need a new challenge. I've been doing this for almost three years. I need something else to do. And this is when he asked me, what do you want to do? And this is great, Ju. I really want to highlight this because it's not every company that asks you what you want to do, right? I had this opportunity. I told him what I wanted to do. And this is why I'm here. But. There is one interesting thing that I didn't tell you before, and it's that I quit to VTex.
0: What? What do you mean?
1: I actually quit. I mean, I've been working for VTex. It's been like one year and a half, more or less. And then I received this very nice offer from LinkedIn and I quit. I called Nubia and I told her, hey, this is the situation. I really like what I'm doing, but I have a really nice offer from LinkedIn. And you know, it's LinkedIn, right? So yeah, I'm leaving BTX. And I remember that just by coincidence, Mariano called her at that same moment. I mean, her phone rang and it was Mariano. And she was like, okay, here's Mariano. Tell him that you quit. And I was like, okay, was not prepared for this, but (laughs) I will. And then I told Mariano, Mariano, I want to thank you for everything, but I'm leaving. And then there was this silence for around 10 seconds. And he just made me one question. Why? And I said, well, there is this nice company that is making me an offer and I really want to take the risk, the challenge. Then another five seconds of silence. And then he said, Okay, you are a great professional and I wish you all the best and take into account that you will leave all the doors open here in B T X. And I was like, Okay, thank you very much. Much was great. Blah blah blah. Five minutes after, Mariano called me again and was like, hey, I was thinking, why don't you come here to Portugal? I mean I was in Sao Paulo, right? He was talking like going from Sao Paulo to Rio, from Sao Paulo to Rio. And I was like, okay, Portugal, 11 hours by plane. (laughs) Why? It was, yeah, I want you to come here because I was thinking on your future and all the possibilities you have in the company. And I don't think it's fair for you to live like this. I think we deserve the chance to look into each other's eyes and to know what the future expects for you here in the company. So just give me this opportunity, even if it's the last one. And I was like, Marianne, there is no sense for making this right. I already said yes to LinkedIn. I already (laughs) got their offer letter. I mean, no way for me to take a plane for 11 hours and go to Portugal to tell you, hey, thank you. I'm quitting. No. And was like, do it. Think about it. And I remember that that was on Friday. And then we spent the weekend exchanging messages on WhatsApp, like he telling me to come. I telling him why I didn't want to come. And then after one weekend, four days more or less, guess what? I took a plane and I went to Portugal.
0: This story has so many plot twists oh
1: my god i went to portugal and i remember that we went to a restaurant he grabbed a napkin and he is starting writing and making some designs like what the hell is going on here and then he just in a couple of let's say graphics he showed me what was my future in Vitex, what i could do for the company what the company had to offer me in the next coming years and this is why i came back to brazil i called linkedin and i told them hey Thank you very much. But I changed my mind and I'm going to stay here. And I remember perfectly their words. You must know that you are closing the doors for one of the biggest companies in the world.
0: Whoa. Yeah. Even though we weren't exactly there yet three years ago, right?
1: I mean, Vitex was not what Vitex is right now. So... I was comparing LinkedIn, that we all know, with Vitex that was starting his growth, let's say, outside Brazil. So, second risk, right?
0: Wow. This napkin should be kept in Vitex's museum of prized items. Talk about a game-changing <laughs> napkin. <laughs> and also talk about a leap of faith on both sides. You left a confirmed position in a giant company to keep investing in your career at Vitex. And Mariano also trusted your competence to take on such a huge task on your future in the the company. So I really appreciate how your path at Vtex is filled with those leaps and bold decisions.
1: Well, I mean, it was a big decision, right? But I don't think it was bigger than the first one that was joining the company in the first place. And I guess commitment is the way I take to reach everything I do. And I already knew Vtex honors that. So making this kind of jump is a little easier when you know what your backup. I'm sure you felt the same way at some point working here, haven't you? That's
0: so true. <laughs> so besides my main work as a tech writer, I've really recently started hosting our demo fridays this weekly ritual that joins almost 500 vtexers live to align everyone worldwide it's a very cool event where everyone in the company is invited to deliver presentations that showcase vtex's strategy and demonstrate collective progress towards a better vtex and for me just speaking in front of that many people on a weekly basis is already incredibly daunting let alone making sure that every single word that i choose to say is actually Relevant, adding to the future that we're building. And the event itself has been turning into something more refined and structured than it used to be when VTex was smaller. So that's some added responsibility as well. And it's definitely a task that could overwhelm me, but VTex has this environment where the decision to put myself out there is just part of my growth process, you know? Be bold, that's how we say it. Plus, I have a really strong purpose connecting me to the host position, since having more female voices in the company feel heard is something that really matters to me, and that's how I feel I can do my part. So I guess courage is a planned effort, right? Exactly.
1: I mean, if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't have been able to start as country manager in Italy with a month of forwarding. That's for sure.
0: What? Just a month? What is this? What do you mean? This conversation is just blowing my mind.
1: That's another funny story. Let me call it funny story. So after I called Mariano and I told him, OK, I've been doing this for three years and I need a new challenge. And then he made me this question about what do you want to do? And I told him, my dream come true would be to open a country. He told me, okay, we're going to work in order for you to get there, but you need to realize that you are not ready. And I completely agree at that time. So we kind of created a path for me to becoming ready for that huge step. And this path consisted, let's say, on a first phase to become a sales director in Brazil. So I did that. I joined the team. At that time, I remember that we had two teams in the commercial area. One that was led by Rafael Forte, and the other one by Felipe Delacqua. I joined Felipe Delacqua's team, and they gave me a goal. So a goal that I should reach, let's say, in one year. So what happens is that after six months, I had already surpassed the goal, and then I got a little bit bored, right? Like, okay, I did it. Now, what comes next? And I was already working on this plan of going to Italy, but I mean, I had more or less agreed with Mariano in one year and a half for me to be ready to start learning Italian because I didn't know any a word of Italian besides ciao and pasta and pizza. <laughs> we started to work on this, but I mean, I had more or less one year and a half for me to be ready to come to Italy. And then things changed. I remember that was on December. We're about to make a training day in São Paulo, and Mariano was in San Paulo. So he called me and he told me, we need to talk. We need to talk. We need to accelerate your plans. And I was okay, what do you mean? I want you to go to Italy on January. And I was like, okay, I still have one year. And we're like, no, next month, January, next month. What? I mean, I couldn't believe it. I didn't even know how to tell this to my husband because I was already married. And at the first moment, I'll tell you the truth. I got a little bit mad because I was like, how come? How he decides to do this with my life from one day to another? And then I came home pale. I mean, really, I didn't know how to talk to my husband about this. I told him everything. And my husband was like, did you stop to think about how many people would like to be in your shoes? Did you really think about this? Wow, that's deep. Exactly. I was like, okay. You got a point. And his answer was great. He told me, it's your dream come true. So you have to do it. You cannot even think about it. Do it. Go there. I'll find a way to go behind you, after you. We will meet there. And that's it. So just say yes. And that's what I did. I took a plane by myself two huge bags. Of course, I'm a woman, right? And I arrived to an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere because I didn't even know how to choose an Airbnb in Milano and I didn't have anyone here to help me on that. So I arrived here, no Italian, no friends, no company. There was no Vtex at the moment, right? And that's where I started everything from the scratch. Since getting an Airbnb to getting a co-working, to start looking for partners, to take a course of Italian because I was not even able to hold a conversation in Italian. At that time, I was making all the meetings in English. It was me, just me in a huge co-working, working by myself and creating the first milestones for Vtex here in Italy.
0: Okay, I just got goosebumps while listening to your account of how it all went down. So let me get some more details on this first experience. How were the initial months of your experience in raising Vtex in Italy?
1: Well, I would say tough is the right word, right? I mean, from a personal and from a professional point of view, I remember that I had to take at least three different Airbnbs because I could only grab an Airbnb for around one month. Then I needed to change because I didn't even have my documentation ready at that time. And I was traveling back and forwards to Brazil because, of course, I still had my husband, right? So it was very, very tough at the beginning. But I would say that after three months, I was already able to have conversations in Italian to make meetings in Italian. After four months, I made my first speech in Italian. So in front of a bunch of people. And then after eight months, we had our first client in Italy. So I would say that was very worth it.
0: Okay, so that's really inspiring. And I'm sure there's lots of personal things that also get in the way. I heard that you were also pregnant while all of this was going on.
1: Yeah, more or less. I mean, not the first time when I came to Italy, I was not pregnant, but I got pregnant around August of that first year in Italy. And I mean, when I just discovered, I was alone because I was here, my husband was in Brazil. So we didn't even share that first moment, right? So these are some of the, let's say, consequences or counterparts that you need to offer when you do a jump like this. So, yes, I was pregnant, I was far away from home, my husband was coming here once per month once each month and a half, more or less. And then the pandemic, right? So this is a very, very hard point when everything kind of changed because Italy was a very affected country because of the pandemic. It was actually the first one. So people didn't know what to do. People didn't know dimensions of the pandemic. And just imagine you alone, pregnant in the first country hit by the pandemic.
0: I can't even imagine.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of factors, a lot of combinations that I would say that didn't make the path easier. But also from a professional point of view, it was very hard because people just got kind of stuck on time here in Italy. So people didn't want to do business during the pandemic, at least during the three first months. People were expecting to know where the world was going, right? So companies, brands were completely closed. I mean, Italy didn't leave the home office, smart working phase at the beginning. Companies just stopped working. got fired. So it was very, very hard to go through those first months. And I actually decided to go back to Brazil to have my baby because also hospitals here were not really in a good situation. And again, me by myself, no family, because at that time, Italy was already closed. So I decided to go to Brazil. And at the end, my baby was born in Brazil. He's a Brazilian. He's a Corintiano. (laughs)
0: Okay, good to hear that everything turned out okay, even though you faced more challenges than just the typical, oh, let's open a new branch of a company in a foreign country type of deal. You had the pandemic and your pregnancy, and it's amazing to see in retrospect everything that you've accomplished so far. Yeah. And I mean,
1: at that time, I was alone also from a team perspective, because hiring was very hard also for me. That was one of my biggest challenges. People didn't know about VTEX. People didn't know what VTex was. So how come people would quit to their jobs just to join a company that was opening a brand French in the country. So when I went to Brazil, I got the first person in my team, that is Fabrizio, who used to work in the Brazilian sales team, but he's Italian. So he joined my team and he moved to Italy. So that was the first kind of support from a team perspective that I got here. And this is how I could actually have a baby, right? (laughs) Because I needed someone to help me and to support me on the activities during my license, during my leave, my maternity leave. And there is another story. Two weeks before having my baby, I received this call from Mariano saying me that he wasn't kind of satisfied with the performance of the country as a continent and that he was thinking on dividing the continent into areas, Western and Eastern, and that he wanted me to lead the Western side of Europe. And I was like, okay, but are we talking from next year or um, how long do you want me to give to be prepared for this? He was like, from tomorrow. So my reply was, okay, do you realize that I'm pregnant and that I'm going to have a baby in the next coming two weeks? He was like, yeah. Do you know that the CEO of Yahoo, was promoted to CEO. She had eight months of pregnancy. I think that I'm not asking you to do something harder than this. So I guess I didn't have a choice, right? I was like, okay, I'm not one, Eh, let's do it. So a new challenge just two weeks before getting a baby. Then when my baby was born and he was around two months of life, more or less, new challenge arrived. It wasn't only about being the sales head of Western Europe. He gave me an interim charge. I became the general manager for the region. So right now I'm dealing with sales, but also with CX for the whole region.
0: And what does the whole region look like? What are the countries that are part of it?
1: So that's a good question because actually it's not the whole region as a whole. We have four priorities right now, which are Italy, Spain, Portugal, and also UK. All
0: right. Great challenges, great countries. And okay, so we've already discussed a bit of the past and how your career has led you up to where you're now. So talking about your current position, in your opinion, what is essential when tackling the challenges that come with a rising career?
1: Well, I would say that every time you move to a new place, as a new player in a different market or as a new leader in a different office, one of the things you can do without you have to build from the ground up is trust. So when people don't know what you have to offer you have to show them why your work is as good as your word. Building that recognition takes time and effort. It's earned and it cannot be taken for granted. People have to know they can rely on you so any real connection can be established.
0: Totally. I know what you mean. So before Vtex, I used to work at a startup in Panama who supported female entrepreneurs all over the country. So we provided business education and tools to all sorts of women from young graduates with startup plans to grandmas who sold cakes in their neighborhoods. And that experience taught me so much about the importance of reliability and the networks of people that have your back. I think it's impossible to really make things change without having that support system and trust.
1: That's actually such an interesting experience, you. It also makes me think of the lengths we have to go to change things that shouldn't really be happening anymore, you know? Like sexism in the workplace and everywhere for that matter. It's past the time that female leadership was normalized that we could see similar numbers of men and and women in prominent positions, but sometimes it seems like being a woman with a successful career is somehow revolutionary. It's a little disheartening to notice that I'm the only female speaker in a day-long event or, for example, that no woman applies for a job opening when we post.
0: Dani, I'm actually relieved you decided to bring this topic. I think it's so important to raise awareness about the inequality that women keep on facing in the industry. So my previous experiences, besides my time in Panama, made sure I knew them very up close. And it's a cause that speaks close to my heart and we have to raise our voice about those issues. But at the same time, it's really annoying when we're asked for the millionth time, what is it like to be a woman in tech or things like that? I believe it puts us in this space where that's the only subject that we can add to interviews instead of normalizing strong female leadership and exploring our achievements, competences, and challenges. I think that's why I'm enjoying our conversation so much. But still, I would very much like to get your perspective on this. So So to wrap it up and make it a question, how do you deal with gender inequality at work?
1: I think at an individual level, the best I can do is to know my worth and let my work do the talking. For example, once during this chaotic first month in in Italy, I was working with a consultant in order to get in contact with more potential partners. And I remember that he got me a meeting and I told him that I would arrive a few minutes late because of a previous appointment. And when I got there, I mean he almost ruined my day. When I joined the meeting, let's say, when he introduced me to the people that were already there, he introduced me by saying this, didn't I tell you she's worth waiting for? And clearly, I mean, he was talking about my physical appearance, right? So I felt like doing a hundred bad things at that moment, but I kept my cool and delivered the absolutely best, most convincing, most professional presentation I could. My vindication came when one of the participants decided to say by the end of the presentation that I was definitely a business partner worth waiting for, with emphasis on my professional performance. Later, I also let the consultant know why I would never work with him again.
0: Wow, I'm so sorry you had to go through that whole situation. And I'm also sorry that you were probably not the one who has faced this throughout their career. But I'm glad it ended up on a positive note and that we can share the story to our listeners who might also feel inspired to make a change. But going back a little bit earlier, you mentioned you were getting a few female applicants for job openings, if any at all. Do you think that is a tech industry issue? How could we solve that?
1: I mean, it's a pity, right? And I'm not sure if it's something that happens only in our field. There are many male-dominated areas out there, but this is the one I see directly. So. I wonder if women feel intimidated by the certainty that they outnumber by men, if that on itself is discouraging, I mean, I don't know. But if so, I would urge more women to put themselves out there and apply for the positions they want. We will only even out those numbers if enough of us make a move to occupy the same space men do as equals. That then, of course, it's a sign of true leadership when a company makes sure that its workplace is welcoming to every member of a team, regardless of gender or any other Diversity is key to keeping a company authentic.
0: I couldn't agree more. And shifting gears a bit, because unfortunately our conversation is drawing to a close. I'd like to ask you, what is the future you see going forward for Vtex in Western Europe?
1: Uh, We still have a lot to do here. You know, I mean, our sights are set on consolidating our Western European operation right now. And as I mentioned before, right now we're active in only four countries: Italy, Portugal, Spain, and UK. But this can, of course, extend to new regions, new countries. And there is one special challenge, that is expand our teams to meet the rising demand of our products in these countries. Finding training and certifying more partners, also to find new consultants that can help us on this network, let's say, of brand awareness in these countries. After that, I think that will be the moment that we can think on expanding our model to other European countries, or even to another continent. Why not?
0: All right. So that brings us to the last question of the day. Since we're on the topic of expanding our teams, is there any tip you would like to give to people who are looking for a career upgrade or are unsure about that leap of faith that we've talked about so much?
1: Well, as I see it, choosing a person to join our team always comes down to a matter of posture. Of course, it's important to invest in your education, in knowledge and skills, but at the end of the day, information can be taught to you by someone else. Nobody but you can make you to be disciplined, resilient, reliable, willing to listen. All of those qualities are a result of personal effort on your posture.
0: Thank you so much, Dani, for such an insightful conversation. It was really amazing for me to talk to you. I learned a lot with your experience?
1: Well, I'm actually the one that thank you. Do I really like the opportunity to tell others my experience because I don't think actually it's that different. I mean, any of us can do it. It's only, as I said before, a matter of consistency, of discipline, of resilience. And this is the message that I want to leave here. It's not like I'm unique. I'm different. I mean, I work very hard to get here and and we all can do it. Of course, I'm especially talking to women. So let's do it. Let's take the challenge. Let's take the risk.
0: That's the best way to close our episode. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond Predictable. Here at VTEX, we believe in building the future we want by taking action in the present so how about you take a look at our careers page and check the positions we currently offer stay tuned for our next episode in two weeks and if you haven't yet listen to our previous episodes at the podcast platform of your choice see you soon